An entitled Karen demands that I break the law just to get her the medication that she needs for her dog, claiming that they're going to Scotland and that if they don't have this medication, her dog is going to suffer and apparently it's going to be my fault. Here's what happened. So first of all, we've all been there. You're working as usual. It's a slow day and suddenly in she walks. That one person, blessed by the old gods of Karen, the one who thinks rules, laws, and regulations simply do not apply to her and will engulf everyone else in her righteous rage if her demands are unmet for any reason, be it legal or otherwise. This particular situation happened to me, just like other ones in my life, and honestly, it was a bad time. It was lunchtime on a fairly normal day. I was minding my own business at the reception desk when in she walks, our Karen of the day, a fairly normal middle-aged woman with barely a smile, a stern expression, and a no BS attitude. She asked for flea and worming medication for her dog, a perfectly normal procedure. I asked for her name and the dog's name so I can pull the file and check if they're ready for collection. She sighs and rolls her eyes as if I'm being a nuisance to her and I smell the expensive aroma of trouble in the air. This one is going to be a handful. I'm a client here. I just want some flea and worming medication. What do you need my file for? I proceed to gently explain to her the most basic of basic procedures for requesting prescription medication. The flea and worming medication that we prescribe and sell at the clinic is, well, prescription. So it needs to be ordered with at least a couple of days in advance so that the vets have time to do the prescriptions, put out, and complete the orders. She looks at me with this air of disgust and then proceeds to condescendingly explain my job to me, stating that my job is simply to go inside, get the medication she is asking for, and sell it to her straight up. At this point, I am just looking at her, blank-faced but calm. I want it to dawn on her how unreasonable she's being. I try to reason with her. I politely argue around her reasoning and manage to convince her to at least tell me enough data to properly pull up her file. So I end up doing just that and I notice that this lady's dog has not been seen in the past two years. I explain to her that in order to be able to prescribe medication, we need to have seen the dog recently. The medication really does need to be precise. So the time in which we have seen them really does make a difference. So I explain that in order to get this medication, she needed to come in for a checkup with her dog since we haven't seen her in multiple years. I then offered her an appointment, but she looks at me like I had just insulted her ancestors. She asked me if I'm joking, but I just say to her, I'm not, ma'am. I then proceed to explain to her that it's not our procedure. It's the law. And at this point, she is absolutely outraged. She claims it's the first time she's hearing of this, which unwittingly shows how much she cares about defleeing and deworming her dog. I proceed to do my job and advise her to come in for a checkup since her dog hasn't been seen or vaccinated in two years. So we might as well take care of all of that in one go and get the prescription at the same time. She then proceeds to explain all of the sudden that she wants anti-tick medication. Apparently, they are going to Scotland and they are taking the dog. They were going to be out in the fields and there would be ticks along the way. She then tells me that they were leaving in half an hour and it would be my fault if the dog got ticks in Scotland. At this point, I'm just pressing my fingers against the bridge of my nose, trying to remain calm in the face of this Karen. You can't imagine the quantity of people who are completely neglectful to their pets. And when we refuse to do something dangerous and illegal, they say that their pets are going to suffer and that it's our fault. She demands to speak to a vet. So I go inside and I get one. He was calmly eating his lunch after a very busy lunch hour of multiple surgeries. I proceed to explain what was happening at the front desk, that the 
the woman demanded to speak to him, and he simply said, no, I'm not doing that. I then confirmed with him if the information I told her was correct, and he said that it was 110% right. I asked him what I should do if the woman insists. He then said something that he couldn't say to a client in her face, and I definitely won't be repeating here. I think you catch my drift. I get back to her, and I tell her, unfortunately, the vet was busy and couldn't speak with her at the moment, but that I had confirmed with him all the information I gave her was correct, and the only way we could get a prescription medication was by booking an appointment. She asked me again if I was joking. She behaved as if I had personally offended her. She tried to convince me once more that she knew my job better than I did, and that I was surely too stupid to understand simple orders, because I simply had to get a box of the stuff and give it to her. She tried to make me into the bad guy, because I didn't care about her dog's health. She basically went through every stage of manipulation, and in the end, she just stormed off through the door, saying she would never come back here ever again. And honestly, that really was for the best, because I never saw her ever again. As someone who used to work in customer service, people like this drove me nuts. They get up in your face, they make you feel terrible about the fact that you can't bend to their will, and they try to tell you how to do your job, which is honestly just disgusting. And it's not like you're about to just break the law for this one customer, because who knows what could have happened. And you can guarantee that she was probably lying about her trip to Scotland. Like, I'm definitely thinking that's just a BS excuse that she was trying to use to get one over on this receptionist, who was absolutely doing a great job. So the original poster did everything correctly, they were calm and collected, in the face of this entitled Karen who clearly was never going to get it. And hopefully for the original poster's sake, this entitled Karen really just doesn't come back. Because that lady sounds like an absolute nightmare, and no one deserves to get treated like that. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Am I the Jerk for being burned out about my girlfriend being chronically ill, as well as dominating our life? The title says it all, but I also want to say that I love this girl. I don't want to treat her unkindly, but in many ways I'm unhappy, and I think that elements of our relationship might be hurting one or the both of us. We're both 28 years old, and we've been together for six years. We met in both of our final years in university, and did long distance dating for a year while she did her master's degree. Then we moved in together in another country for three years while I did a PhD before returning to our home country. She has always been a sickly person, but it has slowly gotten worse over the time that we have been together. She has got some sort of chronic illness that affects her tolerance to basically everything. Certain foods, smells, and skin irritants will set off a response in her that could range from puking for several days straight to a severe headache as well as muscle tension, muscle pain, or other random intense shooting pains that usually last for at least a few hours. They affect her mood as well and usually bring about bouts of extreme anxiety and low self-esteem. I try to accommodate her as best I can. I have a job that is often stressful but pays really well and I have supported her when she has been unable to work while she searched for remote jobs that work with her condition. Up until very recently, we have been extremely broke as she was unemployed and we were living paycheck to paycheck because of this. And because of all the money that we spent on doctor's visits, as well as tests and medicines, we basically saved no money. I do most of the cleaning and the housework. We split cooking in half. She handles the clothes and I do more or less everything else. When she is feeling down or agitated, I will usually try to help her feel better. I listen to her talk about her condition and the pain and discomfort it brings her and try to reassure her and help her figure things out with regards to doctors, testing, and things like that. We've totally restructured our diet to one that minimally triggers her. I don't mind these changes.
changes. But her insecurity and anxiety about me making small sacrifices for her is honestly really draining me. When we moved in together, in a country neither of us are from, I became cut off from the people who were in my life before, but I didn't really form any new bonds to replace the old ones. And so I became isolated. I don't really have anyone to talk to about this relationship. I can't vent all of my problems to her. In lots of ways, she's my rock and has helped me grow hugely as a person. But I have nobody to talk to about this relationship, as well as how it makes me feel. Her sick periods usually coincide with poor mental health. She gets into these periods where she gets very insecure about her looks or her limited energy or ability to do anything because she is just so sick. And she'll be agitatedly pacing around our apartment, grumbling about how disgusting she is, with her literally begging me to just tell her that she's actually ugly or that it would be better off if she wasn't around because she's just so useless. I don't find her ugly and I don't believe life is over for her because of her condition. These sessions can go on for more or less full evenings, sometimes multiple days. She can get really upset and snarky at me also during these periods. It can be hard not to engage when we live in a tiny one-bedroom apartment with nowhere to escape to. In general, periods of intense negativity are a frequent problem for her. Sometimes we go days where she won't even talk about anything but her health issues, and she'll be absolutely stuck on whatever is bothering her at the moment. It used to be that these would be relatively short bursts, and most of our time together would be fun conversations about our days as well as our mutual interests. But now, there are a lot of negative diatribes about her illness or someone or something in our life that is really just upsetting her. When she has calmed down about these things, she usually wants to cuddle and have some lovey-dovey moment, and she's always super thankful for my support. It feels terrible to say this, but when these situations are over, I always just want to sit quietly in the dark. I feel so drained. I guess overall, I'm confused. I put this rant down on paper to try and make sense of things. I love her, and leaving her would result in having to move back in with my parents or with some friends, and would also really restrict her access to healthcare and interfere with her ability to figure out and cope with her health problems. On the other hand, this is all burning me out, and between her and my work, I honestly don't have much energy for almost anything else. Sometimes I feel like I sleepwalked into this huge amount of responsibility for someone else's livelihood. Truthfully, I feel like I barely have the energy for anything anymore. I want to seek therapy to talk about this stuff, but we never have the money, and it seems whenever she gets employed again, and we do have money, her healthcare costs spike again due to trying to get help for this chronic condition. My old friends don't want to listen because they are either too busy or they're wasting their time on other things that are unproductive. I do have some college friends who have their lives a little bit more together, but they're all couple friends at this point. And I don't think it's appropriate to air these difficulties with friends who are just as much hers as they are mine. Recently, I've begun to realize that I've set aside many of my goals and dreams without really thinking about it. The stress and difficulty of the last few years, not just with her, but all the difficulties that have come with my life in the last few years, have made me really focused on just trying to make more money so that we don't live in such a terrible place and so I can have time and space for my hobbies. I feel like I've lost touch with everything that used to make me happy because of it. When we talk about motivations, she talks about how money doesn't motivate her and that she's uncomfortable with how much more driven I've become by money and it angers me a little. I don't think she realizes that she can only view the world this way because I have shouldered that for her and that more money is the only way I can see to have the time and space to 
spend more time with my own hobbies. So it begs the question, am I the jerk for feeling burned out in my relationship, considering all the extenuating circumstances? Because I'm honestly not sure. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a really rough situation. Chronic illnesses can really be devastating for a family. And it definitely sounds like you're especially going through it. She has moments where she's struggling and she really just does not have it all together. And I don't think it's anybody's fault. And I don't think you're a jerk for feeling this way about your girlfriend. It really does feel like a double-edged sword. You obviously love her and you're clearly wanting to stick it out and try and support her as best as you can. But it also comes down to the fact that you really have put aside your own goals just so you can make sure that she is happy and safe. But it sounds like you're moving in the right direction. It sounds like you know what you need to do to get out of this situation, and hopefully for the sake of you and your girlfriend, you're able to find that job that pays the money necessary so that you can actually enjoy your life again and provide the help that your girlfriend definitely needs. An entitled Karen demands the general manager's phone number anytime one of her requests are not met at the drop of a hat. And after dealing with this pretty much all night, the hotel management decided that enough is enough and declined to allow this lady to ever come back there ever again. So when I clocked in yesterday, the clerk asked me if I remembered a certain guest from months ago who likes to complain and had it out with our general manager. I vaguely recalled the guest and she said, well, she's back and she's probably going to visit me on my shift. She already came to the desk of the current clerk and basically harassed her and told her there wasn't enough towels in their room. Mind you, they basically only booked a room for two people, but they had four plus guests in that room and none of those people were registered on our books. It was just her. I asked her if she marked down the additional people and charged her for them and she said no, which is just very frustrating. She just wanted her to go away. She was already threatening to call corporate and demanded her name and our general manager's number. The clerk refused and said that the general manager would be there in the morning and she can speak to her then. The guest just rolled her eyes and said, oh, is it that unpleasant looking old lady? She said, yes it is and good luck with getting anything out 
out of her with that attitude. Honestly, I would hang around just to see that interaction. So she took the towels and slithered back to her room. She booked two days, and this was her last day, and she came to the front desk at around 3 in the morning, drunk and didn't say hi or anything. She just needed to talk to corporate, and she was demanding their number. Aside from being drunk, she had the complainer look, which I'm sure you're all familiar with, so I was like, whatever. I told her she can look it up online, and I gave her our Wi-Fi passcode. She repeated her complaint that housekeeping didn't properly stock her room with towels, which of course they did, but that was her shtick, and she clearly wasn't going to let it go. I told her the previous clerk already provided her with additional towels, but she said she needed two more sets. I asked her how many people were in the room, and she just rolled her eyes and said, why do you need to know that? I charged her for the max amount of people for the room type, and I let her know as I handed her the towels. It didn't seem to register, and she asked me to move rooms. I asked what for, and she said, because your housekeeping didn't put enough towels in my room. I told her I can't for that reason, and we've already provided her with enough additional towels. She then said, well, my room smells terrible. I just asked her if it was like that before or after she checked in, but that didn't phase her, and she said, well, are you going to move me or not? But I held my ground, and I said no, and she then demanded my manager's name, as well as corporate's number, as well as the owner and pretty much everybody she could get her hands on. I told her to go to her room, and I'll let management know of her issue. I told the assistant general manager, who relieved me in the morning, and essentially, they banned her from the hotel. But best of all, she actually tried to extend her stay, to which they happily declined it. Talk about being really weird and entitled. Not only did this lady come to this with more people in a room that she's letting on, but she also did it in such a way where she was incredibly rude to the front staff. And she was being obnoxious, asking for corporate's number, as well as the general manager's number, anytime someone told her something that she didn't like. And mind you, this wasn't a singular moment where she was just unhappy and she was having a bad experience. This was literally every experience and every interaction she had with somebody who worked at that hotel. And that, in my opinion, pretty much proves that the problem is most definitely with this lady and not with the hotel staff who have been more than accommodating for her weird requests. So it's really nice to see that management put their foot down and said, nope, you are not coming back. There's only so much of that that a person can take until that management team is just done with that lady. And it seems like they definitely reached their limit. My family have been very unaccepting of my brother's new fiance, and I'm honestly not sure how to make him feel more welcome. So my little brother quite recently got engaged, and my family haven't been all that supportive. I know for a fact this is mainly because his fiance is a man. Now, I'm including myself in this. I don't think I was unsupportive, but I know I reacted differently than I would if he was engaged to a woman, which isn't fair. I was more wary and less excited and enthusiastic. I also didn't stand up for them as much as I should. None of us knew that he was attracted to men until he introduced his boyfriend, so it honestly was quite surprising. Some family members seemed confused by the fact that neither of them behaved like stereotypical gay men, and there were ignorant comments about whether his fiance is the woman and things like that. My brother has been distant from the family recently due to several uncomfortable incidents when family members were disrespectful to his partner or about their relationship. We were always close and I miss him. However, I do understand why he's doing this. I was never unkind or unfriendly to his fiance, but I wasn't supportive and I didn't make as much of an effort as I should have. I want to reconnect with my brother and get to know his fiance properly and make him feel included. He seems like a great person and he clearly makes my brother very happy. I want advice on how to approach this because I don't want to be insensitive. I had planned on inviting them both over for 
for dinner and turning this into a small celebration with flowers and a couple of gifts. I found a card specifically designed for two husbands. I was also going to offer to make their wedding cake as this is something that I've done professionally. However, I mentioned it to my mother and my sister and they accused me of trying to make a scene and show them up and that just isn't true but I'm still doubting my choice. I know my brother would usually appreciate this type of gesture but I don't know about his fiance and I don't want to cause any more discomfort. What is the best way to approach this? I know I owe them both an apology but I'd like to do something special for them too. What should I do? This is really unfortunate that your brother's been facing this type of scrutiny all because they're getting married to a guy. Like at the end of the day family is family and you really should step up to the plate and support those that you love. So I think trying to be more actively engaged in saying hey I love you and I appreciate you and I'm gonna be there for you will go a long way in helping him feel welcome. And I really wouldn't be too hard on yourself of not doing enough in the moment. I'm sure no one could have predicted that someone in your family would be so negative and antagonistic towards your brother with the fact that he's getting married to a man. And while yeah you didn't do anything to really support him in the moment you can make the decision moving forward to be involved and supportive in him making this decision. So hopefully it goes well because it sounds like you really do love your brother and you want him to be the most happy that he possibly can. And if his fiance can do that for him then it really is a good thing for you to love him and be there for him just as much as I'm sure he would be there for you which is exactly how family should act with one another. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories use the playlist at the top of the description and if you like Am I the Jerk you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.